All right, welcome to another episode of Showbread. Because it's fresh. My name is Jesse. I'm with Pastor Drew. Pastor Drew, how are you doing today? I'm living large and in charge, man. I am enjoying the day. God Excellent. has been good. There's always challenges. Always. But always overcoming. That's right. So it's been a good day. It's been a great week. And I've been looking forward to getting here Saturday night before service, hanging with you. Yeah. Things are about to set in order. How about yourself? How, how was the week for you? That was great. I had this, I, I came in, I, I think we came in at the same time to church here. And I told you, first thing I told you is that I had the worst Mexican food of all time. Which I, is ridiculous, because we live yeah. where Mexican food is absolutely delicious. It's the best, you know, it is the best here in Southern California. I'm not going to say the place where I ate, because that'd be messed up, but it was really bad, Pastor Drew. And that's, that's terrible. You know, my old uh, friends at Kimchi Changa, which okay. became Red Hot Kitchen before yeah. that. I just love that place. Yeah. They're not there no more. They're not? No, no. What? No, the taco station's good. Flay Bob's is good. Los Amigos down the street is oh. good. One of my favorites got to yeah. be Del Taco. Del I love Taco's Del Taco, man. You know, to the listeners out there, before we get into the real serious theology of the show, if you get the bacon double Del Taco, Del Taco it is delicious. Come on. Uh, people, have you had it before? Yep, yep. I've had that menu, man. man I can tell you what good. to get, what not to get, and get it all. That's it. Pastor Drew, any quick announcements about the church coming up? Oh, stuff? man, we always got great stuff coming. Yeah. We got this basketball league in the wings. And today I was talking to a good friend of mine at Blessed Love, CMOS. Oh, they got their own company in these supplements. Them. And we're going to put on a volleyball tournament with them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got basketball coming up. We, we always got new things. We got to be fresh, like showbread. Because it's fresh. Because it's fresh, man. If we ain't fresh, we're stale. And I don't want to be stale. No. Forget I don't want that. yesterday's man. I want today's goods. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if we had shirts that had a loaf of bread, just like on our logo on our podcast, since showbread. I maybe we do that. Maybe that's something coming out soon. Maybe right? our friends at Amazing can get that oh, done. Oh, those guys are amazing. That's a lot of plugs already, man. Well, they're making all the 2021 Lakers jerseys, so I don't know if they're going to have time for us. You know? I don't know. It might be conflict of interest. I heard the Clippers practice on our court oh, at midnight sometimes. Yeah, that is. That that's is a true. rumor. That but hey, true. let's get to the substance at hand. We are excited yeah. about this series we've been doing. About expanding, increasing our capacities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have been. And so, Pastor, I, I see your handout that, and it is great. Let's go through it real quick. So it says, it says here, things about accountability. Pastor, can you tell us a little bit about increasing your capabilities when it comes to accountability? Well, yeah, there's two ways I see it going. You should be accountable to serve the people you're supposed to be serving. Mm-hmm. And when I say supposed to, I mean your mission, your divine assignment. Yeah. Jesus washed feet. We got to serve people. Yeah. So there's people put in your life, and you got to be accountable to be a good leader by serving. On the other side of the coin, you got to answer to somebody. I mean, yeah. a lot of these, I don't think they're spiritually mature. I think they're very yeah. immature, like... Cowboy renegade Christians, where they don't have a home church, yeah. they don't have a pastor, they don't yeah. have a board of elders, they don't have any accountability, mm-hmm. and because they don't have accountability, they say a lot of crazy stuff. A lot of these TikTok pastors, yeah. YouTube pastors, mm-hmm. oh, they put it in so you can donate money. Yeah, but if they say something crooked or corrupt, there's nobody they have to look eye to eye that will confront them. So accountability to be under authority is one level of it. Mm -hmm. And to be somebody that maybe has an authority or a role that serves. For example, I'm in the karate program. So Mm -hmm. today I had a class, of adult beginner class. I'm accountable to my students. If I don't show up, then they're going to get on me. Mm -hmm. If I don't show up for a while, I'm not going to be a teacher anymore. But I'm also accountable to my head instructor who's taught me the right way that he taught karate. So I do think accountability has to do with being able to be consistent, to be faithful, 
to to have to give an account. Yeah. How would you define that word accountability? Accountability, from my my point of view, when we're talking just as a manager, as a leader. People are naturally lazy, and I, mm. I and, and and for people listening to that, like, no, I'm not lazy, Jesse. I I work as hard as I possibly can when I'm on the clock every single second of the day. You know, I think maybe that's true for you, but I've worked with a lot of people, yeah, all different age groups, and people look for the easy way out. You know, even when we think about our own sinful nature, we look for the easy way out. You know, and so when it comes to accountability and uh, to be able to show up. Just think about where you work at today. Just think about, you know, if you're listening in your car, going to work, think about it. If there was not a manager, if there wasn't a person overseeing you, uh, if you're in school and there wasn't any teachers, would every single person in your in your work and every single person in your school be doing what they need to be doing? Or would some people take the liberties of slack off? And I think uh, accountability means that, that we ultimately are accountable to what we're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. Um, at work or in school or in different things. And so when we're talking about church accountability, I think you're absolutely right, Pastor Drew. I think um, with those people at TikTok, Pastor, you know, I know a friend that said that stopped going to church for a while and says, you know what, we don't need church. I don't need to know. I don't need, I don't need someone telling me how to read the Bible. That's what he said, quote unquote. And I'm like, well, you know, I guess you could read the Bible on your own, but you know, the church talks a lot about community, about being accountable to one another, to, to not forsake the assembly. You know, there's a lot of scriptures in there. And also, you know, like, God has given us the church, not just because he wanted not, not for nothing, you know, right. we're here. And so I think accountability is absolutely necessary. Even you think about people that are in rehab or different things that, you know, some programs that help people get back on track. That is a highly accountable program. I don't think there's any, any recovery program or any substance abuse or any type of recovery program where, Hey, yeah, you're here. Come and go whenever you want. Check in. Don't check in. No. People that need are in recovery or people that are trying to get over some type of addiction need a high visible accountability. And I think as people, we need it. So I love how you brought in the community of the church. Yeah. Because when you're born, you're born again to a family. But also the illustration with the church is we are bone of his bone, flesh of his flesh, mm. that we have eternal life. We have the Holy Spirit in us, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead indwells us. We have this divine, mysterious connection yeah. where Christ is the head of the church, but we are the body. Yeah. Let me tell you something. My lungs are accountable to the rest of my body. Let's go, Pastor. If, if my lungs want to hold the air, uh -huh. it's going to it's going to have carbon monoxide yep. and poison my arms, poison my legs. Mm -hmm. If if my kidney says, you know what, forget you guys. I'm not going to be accountable. I'm not cleaning the blood anymore. Mm -hmm. That's going to cause the rest of my body a problem. And there are so many immature. A little baby says mine. And an immature Christian says, I don't need someone to teach me the Bible. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. In First John, it even says, and you have the Holy Spirit, and you don't need anybody to teach you. But the, the Spirit of God teaches you all these things. So the primary function of the church is actually not to teach. Mm. It's, it's a benefit. It's something we ought to be doing with the Scripture. The church is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Wow. And the ministry is serving, and the ministry is together. I have brothers, I have a sister, I have two sons and two daughters. My kids can each do wonderful things. But if they're dysfunctional and they don't like each other and they don't want to see each other or come to family reunions, mm -hmm. it is going to absolutely grieve my heart. Yeah. I created a family partly so we could be together. Mm -hmm. And God created sons and daughters partly mm -hmm. so we could be together. That's right. So I do think accountability. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. 
If you had to put some of the following in order, who are the most trustworthy people? And personally, I'm asking you a personal question. Personal, okay. In your life, Let's would you say coworkers, parent, a best friend, a, a favorite teacher, your doctor? Who are those five? I've asked a lot of people this question. I say, put these five in order for me. And those that are listening, think about it. Who do you think in your life, and this is very personal, very subjective, is most trustworthy? A doctor, your favorite teacher, your best friend, a parent, or a coworker? Wow. You know, it's it's really it, it'd be easy to just say your parent, right? Like your parent, but my parents aren't the most trustworthy person. I couldn't give. I actually, in my life, I've withheld a lot from my parents, and so they're probably the last last person on this group that would get any of my information. Um, I I would say my best friend. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I would definitely say my my best friend's my spouse, and I trust her with yeah, everything. That's right. It's good to have somebody trustworthy. And think of all the accounts we hold with our spouses. Yeah. If I spend money, she knows. Mm -hmm. If I'm gone too long, she knows. Mm -hmm. If I don't do my chores, she knows. Yeah. So there's a high level of accountability comes along with being trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Who do you think are some of the most accountable jobs? Hmm. Explain that. Most accountable jobs? You know, here's what I did. I put a list of five jobs and I asked people, which one do you think is most accountable? I thought it was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. I put a mailman, police officer, mm -hmm. a social media celebrity. And this is really where the age gap hits people. Yeah. A pharmaceutical person and a city mayor. And it was mm -hmm. funny to me how many people thought the online celebrity was very accountable and some people thought they're not accountable at all. Hmm. And I think it has to do with how many people know their business, know their life. Yeah. I think the person that's most accountable would, you know, I, I would actually agree with, with the majority of people. I think the social media celebrity and maybe the next A and B, maybe the police officer because. Yeah. I think police officer ahead of that social media person. You think so? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because they got cameras. They got they got to fill out report after report. You know, you know what, what I put number right, one? I put a postal service workman, a mailman. Yeah. Because somebody wrote a letter to somebody else, and both of those two parties are waiting for that one individual right. to hand it. And you know, it is a high crime mm -hmm. to mess with the mail. It is. I think you know as as we're talking about it, as I'm reading it, I think you're right because a social media celebrity chooses to post whatever they want, but a police officer has to be accountable. Yeah. To the sheriff or the sergeant or whoever's reporting officer to, same thing with the mailman. Like if hey, I so and so didn't get their letters this week, you did the route. Where are the letters at? You know they're gonna come to the person that delivered those letters or supposed to deliver those letters. I think city mayor, pharmaceutical pharmaceutical salesman probably last. Yeah, they put them pretty low. Yeah, in, probably in my last. Yeah, and city mayor. I don't know. I don't know any mayors, but most people can't even name their city's mayor. Yeah, I don't even know who my city mayor is. I think, what was the Moreno Valley one? I don't know. I can't even say the name. And that, that's the point. Yeah. But the mailman, you know what they're supposed to do. The police yeah. officer, you kind of know what they're supposed to do. Yeah. If we want to increase our capabilities, would you agree we have to be accountable? Yeah, absolutely. And I think even even my time as being a Christian and knowing God, being accountable, like, I, you know, going to youth group for a long time, like, you know, your brother, you know, Pastor Matt put in our minds, like, hey, just go to church anytime it's open, you know? And I think to myself, you know, like, you know, could could we have just went to, could I just go to one service a week or did I need to really go to every single thing that doesn't even apply to what I'm doing? And I see some of the youth here at the church here and they come every time the doors open. Yeah. And I think to myself like, man, what a blessing it is for these kids to be here because then they could be doing something else, you know? And so um, I was accountable to people. Um, 
I am still accountable to people and I'm accountable to my family, my wife and my kids and even the people here at church I'm accountable to. And so I think there's a lot of, uh, I think there's a lot of benefits of being accountable. And also too, when we're missing, when we're, when we're in a highly accountable culture here at church or wherever you're at, I think there's a, you know, when you're missing, people miss you. You know, when people, when you're gone, people miss you. Like I have a good friend named Caesar. He goes to this church. Turned his phone off. I don't think he wouldn't mind sharing the story, but he turned his phone off. He was feeling kind of down, kind of sad. And myself and other people, I love Caesar very closely. Called him a million times. We're talking. Hey, where's Caesar at? <laughs> he missed. Never misses Friday. Never misses Saturday or Sunday. Uh, he does some great work around the church, but he was missing. And we were deeply concerned for Caesar. Yeah. And you know, we, I talked to Caesar that you know a couple of days later. He, he's fine, guys. Caesar's okay. <laughs> But I was like, Caesar, what happens? Like, oh, I'm feeling a little down. I just decided to turn my phone off and be alone. I'm like, you feel you feel like that should you feel like that's good, Caesar? You want to be alone? You know, like I, I feel like that's it's not what you should do. You should embrace the community even more. How, I'm like, Caesar, how did how did it make you feel when you open your turn your phone on? You saw 50 text messages. Hey, where are you at? Where are you at, Caesar? You saw all these missed phone calls. How did it make you feel? Made me feel good, Jesse. I, I know that people love me. I'm like, dude, absolutely, man, because you're here and we want to hold you accountable because we love you and we miss you, you know? So Today I had a beautiful moment. Two of the young men from the youth group, I was in here studying. They'd gone out on evangelism and two of them came in. And both of them are very good athletes. You know Kari and you know yeah. Dez. Mm-hmm. And they came right in the office. They sat down. They We, we greeted each other. And right, you know, I said, Des, how was the game last night? I was trying to watch the score. He goes, oh, I had more than five tackles. And nice. this team, Ramona, beat a, another big team, oh, great. King High School. And, and then I said, Kari, I understand you've been working out with Brian Hooks and Bobby Bonds doing <laughs> basketball drills. Nice. How's that going? He smiled big. He goes, oh, you know that guy? Yeah. I go, yeah, I do. And you know what was neat? Is both of those guys' face lit up because I knew something about their yeah. – he's playing linebacker. He's working out for basketball. If something happened to him at basketball, yeah. I would know. Mm-hmm. If something happened to him at football, I would know. Yeah, getting to be a pastor and getting to have a pastor, getting to have a youth pastor, mm-hmm. we are called accountable. Yeah. What if I said, you know what, guys, I'm not getting a lot out of the Bible, so I'm not going to come to church. They go, Pastor, yeah. you're supposed to give us the word, and you know what I should tell everybody? Everybody has a gift. Yeah. For the edification of the church. Mm-hmm. Some people like Caesar are amazing people with helps ministry. Set up, clean up, yeah. take down. Some guys like Kari and Des are very good evangelists. Yeah. Some people like yourself behind the scenes orchestrating all these management systems and serving the people with leadership. That's a gift. Yeah. And if you're not accountable to a local church, you are not using your gift properly. You might be using it. Mm-hmm. A good evangelist will make a great car salesman. Yeah. A great leader will make a great store manager. Mm-hmm. But we have to be those that say, God, I want the fulfillment that comes from being accountable. You know, I asked a, a few questions on these verses. Let me give you this one. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 says, You will give an account for every idle word. Whether you want to be accountable in this life or not, you can avoid people. Sure. You can act like you're not accountable. When you die, however, you will stand before God and you will have to give an account. Look at Romans chapter 14, verse 12. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. Yeah. I love how Proverbs is a good management scripture. Chapter 27, verse 23, it says, Know the conditions of your flocks. Pay attention to your herds. Wow. Be accountable to the people you're leading, to the people you're managing. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, It is required of a steward that you be found trustworthy. Mm. So if you and I are servants of God, He's going to ask us, what did we do with the time we had? What did we do with the skills, the, the opportunity we had? What did we do with our life? Yeah. The people he wanted us to serve, 
I wrestle with that sometimes. That the concept of being a good shepherd that's accountable, yeah. that loves the sheep, knows them by name, knows who the master of the sheep who owns them, mm-hmm. and then being a hireling. Yeah. And you really see it when hard times come. Mm-hmm. When you have a hard time and people run, you say, that's a hireling. Yeah. When you have a hard time and people lean in, you go, that's somebody that's accountable to me, mm-hmm. either to serve me or I'm supposed to be accountable to. You know, I did a survey, and, and let, let me throw this at you. Yeah. Uh, which one of these helps you to be the most accountable? I, I, I'll say it, and then you listeners, listen okay. in your head and give it. Let's so do this. Which one, on a scale of one to ten, give each one a number. It can be, they can all be ten, or they can all be one. Ten being the highest. Which one helped you be accountable? How about your school grades, Jesse? Uh, I would give that a one, <laughs> I would, or a two, maybe. Not, not what, not that important to you. Well, well, at the time, no, it's important to me now, but I can't go back in time. So, um, I think that is important because you're ultimately going to get a report card. Yeah. By the work that you did, and uh, my report cards weren't really that great. So you know, so long as in our household that my grades were good enough to play sports, they were like, all right, they're good, and I was like, all right, I'm good. Nice. So I got like a four or five. I mean, it was something, but not nothing. How about saying I'll call you? Uh-huh. How, how valuable is that to you? You know what? I think that is very, that is very, very high to me. I would think it's an eight um, on the scale. I think it's eight. Oh, you know what? We have a special guest. Oh, C.S. Yes. Anderson is in the house. We have a special guest, guys. I, breaking news, really? C.S. Anderson is now in the building. It, people, listeners out there, I want to give you a visual. C.S. Anderson, the theologian, the author, the writer... Himself has now come on now singer songwriter elder RCA you know he just came in he's sitting down on the board of the uh, Southern California Leadership University University. many many titles many hats he's here he's wearing a nice if you guys don't know he's wearing a nice what's that blue or green that's a green plaid shirt some nice uh, true religion jeans I don't know what those are but nice jeans Wranglers okay. Chris, can you tell the listeners out there hello? Hello, listeners. God bless you. This is showbread. Because it's fresh. Mr. Anderson, yeah. let's ask you this. We're talking about accountability. Accountability. What's a good definition of accountability? A good definition of accountability? Coping to your mistakes. Oh, that's good. Being responsible. Being taking responsible. ownership. Being we were just going through a, a list. And, and you be a judge, too. Which one of these keeps you accountable on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the highest? If you say you'll call somebody, is that a 10 importance or a 1 importance or in between? Uh, If I say I'm going to call somebody, uh, usually I do, unless I forget. Give it an 8, a 9, a 10? Give it an 8, maybe a 7-point. We're going decimals, huh? Okay. Yeah, more decimals. How about this? Uh, Having a schedule, does that keep you guys accountable? Having a schedule? Yeah, like a, a planner, a notebook, a calendar. Not really. That gives no low, low number, like a two? About a five. Five? You know what? I, I actually, having a planner does put me more accountable. Because I, I feel I'm accountable to it. Because if I didn't do it, then I wasted my, where'd my time go? This is what I have to do today. And if I don't get the gratification of checking or crossing it off, then I feel bad on myself. I didn't, I didn't accomplish everything I needed do, to do. Do you go back at the end of the day and look at your day? I do. With you have time yeah. set apart? I try. Yeah, I do. I do. I, I, I read a book that talked about Benjamin Franklin, how productive he was. And at, at the end of every day, he had 30 minutes set aside to evaluate his day. Wow. What did he do better? What he wanted to learn from? And I think that's very healthy. I need yeah. to work on that. 
How about this one? An attendance sheet. Like when you go to work, you time yeah, card. Time card. Or like in our karate program, sometimes they have attendance, so many attendance. I think, Chris, go ahead. What do you, what do you think? Uh, Does that CS, motivate you to be accountable? C.S. Anderson? What do you think? Uh, I have to relieve people. Yeah. You have to relieve my people. My job, so I have to be accountable. Yeah. Because people are counting on you so they can go home. Right. Yeah. I think uh, for me, yeah, I think when I go to work, I have to make sure that I'm there on time. Because if I clock in late or a couple minutes late, then they'll see that on my time card. I get paid less. And I'm accountable to my manager and say, hey, you're late. What happened? How about this one? Having an accountability partner call you. Mm, that is highly great, yeah, for me. <laughs> Does that help you, Mr. Anderson? No. Having an accountability partner? Yeah. Uh, yes. I did pretty high score. I'd say so. Yeah, you're my accountability. Partner. Yeah, you, you, Mr. Anderson and I see each other every week. Fridays, we look forward to recording uh, for the AppCast, the Deep, Deep Dives into Doctrine. Whoa, 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 guys. We can't cross, you know, cross oh, platform. Oh, sorry. This sorry. is showbread, okay, uh, guys? We're going to go back and edit that. Possibly, probably not. <laughs> Come on. Uh, we can't plug in your guys' own show well, on showbread. We see each other Saturday night for <laughs> service. And through the week, how about this? Uh, daily... Checking progress, like a little check mark you put on a on a on a chart or something like that. Yeah, that helps me out. I, I in my planner, I do that. Chris, how about you? Uh, I just I, once in a while I'll take inventory. How about, how about this one? A weekly meeting. Oh yeah, that's. What would you give that? Uh, ten. I give Mr. a weekly. Yeah, about a ten. I mean, yeah. it keeps you uh, focused. You know what? That's what I I put a ten, and I think on everybody's just about everybody I surveyed, that was the highest one. Yeah, and you know where you have a weekly meeting. I remember this kid; he was really misbehaved, and we took him in for a while. And he had scars on his knuckles, and he had been in the gang life on the east side of Riverside. Tough life, man. Yeah. We took him in, and uh, for a number of months, and it was a great relationship. He was like a son to us, and and then he got back to his family, and and life goes, you know. And he kind of went one right. Long story short, the guy gets into an accident, and I go visit him in the hospital. He's in his twenties at this point, and he he says, Pastor Drew, I knew you'd come. And we had a great exchange, and we, we laughed a little bit. And he said, Pastor, I'm not living a Christian life. I haven't gone to church and forever. I don't read the Bible. But I just wish there was a community of people that I could see that could help me and my my, my uh, girlfriend and our kid. Just good people that, that, that don't do drugs, that don't steal, that are upright people, that, that are a lot of fun, that do wholesome things. And I started laughing. And he said, why are you laughing? I go, there's a place like that. It's called the church. There you go. Of people that aren't perfect. Bingo. But they're yeah. living as righteous as they can together. Yeah. And here from the mouth of a, a heathen at the time was what everybody wants. They want to be part of a community. It is true. If you attend every week, you're going to meet the people behind you, the mm -hmm. people in front of you. You're going to meet the pastor. You're going to meet the associate. Mm -hmm. You can get involved. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Pastor. I think my experience with people, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that have felt out of place or, they, you know, I think a lot of people, they always, when they're sad or they're going through stuff, they always want to be the underdog. They always want to be the person lower than everyone else. And they always go down to this place where, oh, there's no, there's no place that, that will accept me. No one loves me. They always go to this place. And I think... All of us as people, I think God knows too that we need each other. You know, I, I, we absolutely need to assemble. We absolutely need to be together because Amen. I think we need it. I think God ordained it. I think the the church is the reason why we we come together because I think biologically how God made us. I think we need to be with each other. And I, I know people that are going through depression or going through sad times, and 
it's unfortunate. And I feel like the power of being around people, the power of, you know, worshiping God together in one accord does something metaphysical in your spirit and your soul. And I think uh, a lot of those people looking for different things can find it here at church, you know? Amen. Think about that First John 1, 9. As we walk in the light as he is in the light, that the blood of Christ continually cleanses us. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us. If you walk in community, you know, there's a great passage we looked at. It's in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, and it's the parable of a a man that left a manager in charge, and he gave him directive, and then the master tarried for a while, and the manager beat up some of the servants and got drunk and was wasteful, and the master came back and things weren't done. The manager didn't do things right. The servants didn't do things right. He said, grab that wicked servant, that wicked manager and cut him in half and throw him outside. And then take the rest of the servants and beat them a little bit. The ones that know and don't do shall be beaten thoroughly. And the ones that don't know and don't do shall be beaten a little bit. Where much is given, much is required. And I want us to think about that. Every person will suffer consequences, ignorant or with full knowledge. And if the church and Christians don't realize we are accountable to serve, we are accountable to each other, mm-hmm. we're going to suffer for it. Yeah. If we know that we're accountable and we just choose not to pass on that message, we're going to suffer greatly. Mm-hmm. But there's no escaping the punishment of the reckoning at the end. Mm-hmm. Amen. So I think accountability is important to realize. Yes, yeah. Guys, this has been a really rich time. Chris Anderson is here again, guys. Everyone that's listening, he's here. Chris is, Chris is here. Come on. <laughs> this ain't by Skype. No, this is on this is on podcast right now. This is this is radio. This is in our, our, our luxurious studio here. Come well on. this is in the RCA uh showbread appcast studio. So you're That's right. right. And we have Frank Castle over here, our producer. What's up, Frank? What's up? That's the first time he's said something on one of our or app or on a, on a podcast. You know that? Well, you know, with that being said, I think it's a good time to conclude it. Absolutely. Mr. Anderson, would you lead us in a, in a prayer? Could you bless the listeners this hour? Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this great time. It's been a wonderful podcast, dear Lord. We pray, Father in heaven, that you would bless each and every listener, dear God in heaven. We pray that you'd bless coming podcasts, that they'd be... Uh, just filled with richness yes, for the Lord. listener, dear Lord in heaven, that they'd learn that they would become obedient Christians. Yes, Lord. And we want to thank and praise you, dear Lord, in the mighty name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.